Hello everyone and welcome to another amazing episode of The Joy of Being for busy working moms and women in business and beyond who are seeking to unplug from their worries and overwhelm to light up with insight and joy. I, your host, mum and effortless lifestyle coach Marina Pearson, talk to transformational professionals, business owners and creatives about what it really takes to have a business and life you can truly enjoy. If you enjoyed the show or had any questions, why not connect with me on Instagram at Marina Pearson? Look out for the show's meme and make a comment there, or just click on my story and ask me a question. Alternatively, you can find me on the Joy of Being Facebook group. And if you would like a more personalized touch to live a stress-free life, then why not find out more about the Joy of Being retreat? an intimate four-day profound experience at a luxury venue in Javier, Spain, where you get to experience your inner calm and peace of mind by slowing down and making space. To find out more, email me at marina marinapearson.com with Joy of Being Retreat in the title. And on today's show, I get to interview the very talented Dee Woodward. Dee and her unconventional branding company by design is known to her clients as the Jedi of the brand world. And her ability to dive into the vision you have locked in your head for your future business and bring this to the world through the visuals you use in your brand is quite phenomenal. So she really helps you show up and make your mark. Dee's message is all about screwing, trying to be different, trusting yourself, doing what you love and bringing more you into your brand, becoming the unapologetic, unconventional and unforgettable you your business and brand deserves. And I thought that it would be great to have her on the show because how she runs her business and her message is really carried through how she actually lives her life. Um, And a mother of two just recently, she really lives being the unapologetic her and this is actually something that we shared and spoke about in the podcast episode I often see a lot of mums who apologize for being the mum that they are as opposed to just really embracing who they are and then making that work for them I know it's really easy to compare ourselves to others. It may seem that they are further ahead. It may seem that they have their stuff together. But in actual fact, we're all human. We're all doing the best we can. And this episode is really dear to my heart because we really spoke about what it is to be a shameless mom and reinventing you know, what we call being a mother reinventing this idea that there is good and bad and actually doing what works for us. So for some of us, it might be working. For other of us, it might actually be staying at home and not working. Whatever works for you, there is no wrong or right here. It's just about really understanding who you are, what works for you. And that's what we explored in this episode today. So if you do find yourself comparing yourself to others, feeling guilty for the type of mum that you are, and also kind of beating yourself up about not being that great, then really this is going to be a great episode for you. So I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Bye-bye for now. Well, Heidi, it's amazing to have you here on the show today. And gosh, we haven't spoken in forever. No, it's been as- a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so Dee, uh, as I already mentioned, is incredible designer and she actually did all of my design my new rebrand at the time of effortless living yeah so welcome and today we wanted to talk about your transition your huge transformation with regards to your 
how you used to view work and how you view motherhood now and all of that in between. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Dee. Welcome, Mess. Yeah, thank you for having me. And as you say, yeah, it's been a quite a long time and a lot, wow, has changed in that time, hasn't it? No. <laughs> so much has changed. You both became mothers. Yes. Um, so, Dee, share a little bit about what happened because I'm sure there are lots of mothers listening in who probably feeling very frazzled about you know being a mom and then how they're going to manage the business and your relationship to work primarily like what what did that used to be like for you well I was I was so the typical kind of working every hour under the sun kind of person you could think of before motherhood hit me and I knew that um, I was going to have to change things around a little bit but my mindset was so set in the idea that if I wasn't the time time I spent doing anything other than working on my business was almost a waste of time to me before and I just built up that belief so strongly that it was one of the reasons actually we put off having children for so long which is kind of ridiculous because I knew that a priority in my kind of life vision my plans were all was always to start a family having a family was something that was always going to be very important to me but in the time of me growing, starting and growing my business, I couldn't get out of that mindset of needing to be up at six o'clock in the morning, working through till seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, whenever I could without moving very regularly to go and exercise myself or look after myself particularly well. I would just be sat at the computer working because I love my work and I'm so passionate about it. And there isn't, wasn't really anything else that I wanted to do at the time. But obviously that is not a good place to be. A couple of kind of incidents happened before leading up to having the children where I was really kind of shocked into knowing that actually that was not sustainable and I needed to change. So I did have a kind of a major accident around my 30th birthday where I fell down the stairs and and ended up, yeah, (laughs) you remember that at that time. And I uh, yeah, had a head injury that I had to recover from. That made me take time off. I had to take time off because head injuries are quite a serious thing. And I don't know whether it was the wake up call I needed at that time to really make me rethink how I was doing things, but it definitely did make me wake up and realize that working all the hours is not good and not healthy for anyone. And that's uh, where I kind of just started to restructure my thinking more than anything about what a business really meant to me. And rather than trying to you know, create something based on what you hear externally from people that, you know, you've got to hustle and you've got to work and, you know, get up really early and do, you know, be there and show up and build this massive business. That was based on somebody else's definition of what kind of success was. And actually, when I really thought about it and thought about what my values were and what I wanted out of life and really took the time to plan kind of my life vision, as it were, not just a weekly, quarterly, monthly, annual kind of plan but think about things long term showing up and working every hour of the day was not part of that process and I think I wish the quicker I'd come to that realization it would have been much better for myself and my kind of health along the way but sometimes you have to just go through there's no telling someone in the moment that they need to not be doing that you have to sometimes get to a point and see it and feel it for yourself and so that's kind of what happened in the last few years so um Obviously, Dylan's turning, going to be turning two in September of this, uh, so this kind of year. And um, we've got the other one due now. <laughs> so we're going to be hands full with two little ones running around. But so over the last few years, 
things just had to change dramatically. And now I only work two half days a week. Wow, that's really <laughs> impressive, Dee. And what have you found from your results? Like, what have you found? Have you have you found that because you've reduced the hours that actually you're earning less? No, no. which was the most yeah. amazing thing, of yeah, course. Yeah. And you just can't believe that until you kind of you have you until you start and you take it. But when I first had to kind of cut down my hours, when Dylan arrived, I was earning more, working less, which was crazy. I couldn't kind of get my head around that at the time and yes there was a lot of hard work that I put in before helped me kind of get my business into that shape to be able to do that but really there was so much I was doing in that kind of busy mindset that I now look back on and think you know what was I doing before that time because I can actually still create and and be as productive as I need to be to run my business in two half days a week as I was when I was working you know every hour I possibly could. Wow wow that's really quite amazing <laughs> if you think about it. That's like reduction of time and then still earning the, se- the same or more? More. Increase my earnings. Um, and it was by changing kind of, I couldn't obviously take on as many one-to-one clients. So a lot of my one-to-one stuff disappeared. So I had to restructure the business to allow for more kind of group um, work and some courses and some uh, monthly kind of uh, subscription-based things. So there was a lot, there were some tweaks and changes that I needed to do with my business to bring in profits in a different way. But once I kind of sorted that out in my mind and got those things kind of set up, I could start looking at various different tech solutions to really help take over a lot of the kind of stuff that you feel like you have to do. So especially when you're marketing in the online world, creating graphics to go on social media all the time takes up a lot of time. So getting systems in place to kind of help me do that Um, automating that process so that actually it only takes me kind of half an hour once a month to create a whole month's worth of content to get out and schedule it out to go out on all of my social media channels. It's brilliant. (laughs) Amazing. But it's it's cool that you had the shift and you realize that so often we can be so insecure in our thinking around, I've got to get this done. It's the only way. This is the only way. This is the only way. But what I hear you say is that you went from giving yourself a job to actually creating an asset which actually can do some of the hard work for you as opposed to you doing all the hard work and showing up for your business but actually the business is supposed to be supporting you and you're not supposed to be supporting your business necessarily yes definitely and that was as you say it was a it was a mindset shift that I had to go through and that did come around from obviously preparing for motherhood and having the accident that I had previously and just really realigning myself with what I valued most and what I really wanted my business to provide for me rather than, as you say, creating this job that I had created. Yeah, I love that because how often do we set out on this journey and go, right, I need to just get really clear on the lifestyle I want first and actually see how that is actually more important than the business, i.e., Yes, of course, if you don't have the business, you don't have the lifestyle. However, if you're not considering what the lifestyle actually looks like, then you're just creating a job and you're just working for working's sake. Yeah, because suddenly your your lifestyle is your work. And that's what I'd kind of convinced myself in all that time that actually my work was my life and that's what I loved. And it is true, that's, it is what I love, but I couldn't see anything else other than that at the time. Um, and so I actually, you have said a few times that really actually having 
having Dylan was probably the best thing I could do for productivity in my business because <laughs> it meant that I had I had somebody else that needed me more than my business needed me. And my business needed to find other solutions without relying and holding my hand all the time for me to see it through. So, um, yeah, it was one of the best things I do. I did. And I think that it can be one of the best things for everyone out there who's running a business and I've got children. Just have a baby to get more. Just have a baby. Yeah, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Solutions for productivity is just have have lots of children. (laughs) Have lots of children. (laughs) There we go, Dee. We've, we've come know. up with a with a solution. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you've got children, it definitely do, it doesn't need to be that kind of stressed out, burnt out, trying to work evenings and weekends and stuff when the kids are asleep. I don't do that. I still don't work evenings. I still don't work weekends because that was always really important to me to be my time with my husband and going out and as a family now on weekends or spending time with friends and family. So I was very strict about, okay, if we're going to make this work and my business needs to fit within these timescales. And I've, I've always stuck to that as best as I can. I will sneak on and do bits and pieces in nap time if, uh, <laughs> if I need to, or I feel I want to. Um, but I try and use actually that time for re- things for myself because I lost myself very much in that first few months of motherhood, which I think a lot of people do. And no matter how much somebody kind of tells you, prepares you for that, you can't know it or understand it until you've kind of gone through it. And um, I really never believed anyone when they told me that beforehand. But you kind of, it is. And it's a very personal experience and journey for everyone when they do it. But um, all consuming, yeah, isn't it? It is. And I got, I was either work or mum because those were my kind of priorities that I put in those first few months, which was fine, but that was still a lot of my old mindset there coming from the business side of things, like those were the only two important things. And I completely forgot that my, me and myself as a person <laughs> was a very important factor in this situation because without looking after myself first as well, the business and the baby were not going to be better off. They, were, they needed me to look after myself. And so taking some time for myself has been really important over the last few years as well and connecting to kind of who I am outside of being a mum and outside of being a business owner. Let's talk about that for a moment actually because um in this society that we live in today about what is a good mum, what's a bad mum, what's a mum in full stop, <laughs> so often we can get so caught up with labeling ourselves a good mum or a bad mum because we're not spending enough time with our kids or we're not spending enough time doing x or y but actually what I'm really hearing you say is is that looking after you just made sense and that actually when you do that that everything else flows have you experienced that yes definitely and it's hard again I think it's hard when you're in the mindset that that everyone else isn't more important than you than you are it's difficult to see that so it is hard to kind of allow yourself to take time sometimes because you do feel kind of guilty at first and I was it's very keen um, to have Dylan go to nursery very early on because to me, I saw that as an important thing to be able to, first of all, get him used to interacting with other children from an early age because I thought that was important. But also I valued having some time back for myself, however I was going to use that time, you know, whether it was going to be allocated to business early on or whether it was allocated to me, which I did kind of split that time. Um, yeah, so he, he started nursery from, I think he was seven months which I did feel a bit of judgment from people at the, at the time because a lot of people were, oh, okay, that's really, that's quite young. But I really didn't see 
that just washed over me because I didn't see it as a problem because I thought I knew that that would be beneficial to him and to me. And he, we've never had any of those dramas of going to nursery. He loves it. He's absolutely happy there. And he was always excited and happy to be there. So it's been quite good. We've had none of that, that kind of issues with detachment things there. But I know there can be judgment around that. And I think the ability to let that judgment slide over you and just know and trust that what you're doing is right for you because there is no right or wrong answer at all. And everyone's just doing the best job that they can. <laughs> so just knowing that if that feels right to you, then that's the best thing to do. So in those uh, that early time, I would either catch up on sleep if that's what I needed to do, or I would go for a swim because for me, swimming has always been my kind of meditation, as it were. It's the only time I would always truly switch off from everything. Being Something about being submerged underwater for me has just always been such a peaceful time. Yeah, I love that because most of the mums or most of the women that I speak to don't do it. They're either working or they're looking after their children. And I mean, I used to do that too. And then I realized actually when I'm not looking after me, I can't be the best person to my son. So that's the only way I'm going to be able to give back to him you know, more than I am right now. Because when you're sick or when you are uh, not looking after yourself, the likelihood is, is that you're not going to be the greatest person to be around. And that's actually the most, you know, one of the most important things with kids is that they demand a lot of attention. They demand a lot of energy. I've got a boy. So, you know, that's always on the go. And I mean, you do too, right? So yeah. There's a sense that, that somehow when I'm okay, everything else is okay. Everybody else seems fine as well. And I remember going to a seminar and feeling super guilty. And I thought the guilt was letting me know about the fact that I wasn't with my son. And the nanny had just sent me a photo of him on the beach with her and boyfriend. I'm like, oh my God, that should be me. And I was like, but I'm here in London. And, and, one, and I was listening to an audio and the audio said, all you need to do is bring the feeling home. That's it. And, and what I heard in that is, is, oh, as a mother... That's all I need to do is bring the feeling home, bring that beautiful feeling that I'm in into the house, that peaceful feeling that I'm in into the house and actually spend my time cultivating that because that actually really helps everybody else, not only myself, but everybody else around me. I do things with more clarity. I'm not as grumpy. Um, it, it creates space inside whereby I don't jump down Leo's throat if he's done something that he shouldn't have done. There's, there's space for me to respond as opposed to react. So I totally hear you. And, I, and what I'm, what's your take on selfless? Because I think we have this weird and wonderful idea that if we're looking after ourselves, we're being selfish. Yeah, it's a weird one, that, isn't it? I don't know why we kind of have that programmed into us. <laughs> because I suppose we're brought up thinking, trying, you know, to be good, you think about others and you put other people's um, thoughts and values in front of your own and you kind of are brought up thinking that in a way but it is it is a load of rubbish really because you can't you can't as you say you can't serve and help other people if you're not feeling it yourself if you are ill or if you are just feeling stressed or anything because you are overthinking what everybody what else is going on in everybody else's world without um, taking care of yourself first then you're not going to be bringing you into those relationships as you say about switching kind of mindsets from mum to business and not having any time for yourself in between, you're going to all of a sudden bring kind of some of your business energy into the, your mum energy and the same without vice versa. And that 
they don't they don't really work <laughs> that way around and you could find yourself being maybe a bit too authoritative or a way that you don't particularly want to be in your mum life or a little bit too the other way around in your business life because you haven't taken that time to really disconnect between the two and, and refocus who you are so you can bring the right kind of bringing wearing different hats into those different roles and if you don't kind of take time for yourself in between there can be kind of a disconnect between how you're showing up in, when you're speaking you know from a business perspective or when you're speaking from a, a maternal or if you're with friends you know you kind of have these different roles that your different personalities kind of blend into and you bring a little bit of a different side of you to each of those and when you're jumping from one to the other without taking any time for yourself you can kind of confuse all of that uh, together and find that you aren't necessarily showing up how you want to be in each of those situations so that's why I think it's quite important to take that time for yourself and it's not a selfish thing to do it's actually very selfless because you are putting the time and that you're spending with those other groups of people before yourself still in a way by allowing yourself to have that take that time for you first because you are showing up then as the kind of person that you want to be in those relationships rather than showing up stressed or overthinking something that's from one place and bringing that energy into those different rooms as it were yeah that really makes sense and there's something and and while you're hearing you speak I was wondering something you know the other complaint or the other thing I, I hear that's really big thing for for a lot of people is lack of childcare because they can't afford it or at least they think they can't afford it so then they don't take time out for themselves and therefore they feel like oh god now what so yeah like I guess the question is you know what if you can't afford childcare what happens that I only so Dylan only goes to nursery two half days a week so that isn't a big a huge amount of childcare it's not like I need him to be in that all the time and that's really is is all I have childcare wise throughout the week so um I don't I'm not maxed out on you know nannies all the time and things like that you can make it work. I feel you can make it work for whatever your situation is. You just need to remember what your what you really want out of these things that have you out of life and prioritize yourself. So a system I've been using recently to really help me with that um, was introduced to me by a coach friend I was working with. We I, I love Google uh, spreadsheets, so I've got it on a spreadsheet because I'm a bit of a te- tech geek like that. <laughs> but um, looking at kind of your life vision as it were. I'm not a vision board kind of person, but it was really writing down, um, it's a similar thing. So it was writing down things I really want to achieve in my life. So what's important to me, big goals, and then taking that and splitting that, taking some of those things and saying, okay, so this year, what can I do this year that's going to move me towards those goals? So splitting them into, uh, not sure if you're familiar with the kind of wheel of life, but I've done the wheel of life thing a few times, which kind of splits into six areas. So business, health, friendship things like that um and so i would making sure that i've got something that fits in each of those areas to kind of keep my life balanced as a as a whole so i put some annual priorities down for what i wanted to achieve in each of those areas this year and then break that down into kind of quarterly and monthly things and just little steps that you can do each month and quarter and year to help build you along that path to what your life vision is going to be at the end um and that doing that as a process really helped me to see that i was that there are times when i've prioritized far too much business or family and not enough me completely because you can see that you've got nothing in that column for you 
And even if that was as simple as at the moment, going for a walk every day. So something that I can do with the little one taken with me. He loves walking at the moment. So we, and it's quite convenient because I can't particularly walk very long. So it's okay that it's not hindered by a toddler at the moment. But, you know, just getting out in fresh air for half an hour, for an hour a day and just kind of walking. And he loves that time. I love that time. We can run off in a field somewhere because we're lucky that we live near fields. And so it's relatively safe. And I don't have to be holding this handle too much in mum mindset. We're just enjoying being out in the park, running around, and that's time for me to connect to who I am, but I'm also doing kind of mum stuff at the same time. So that helps kind of cross the two together. Simple little things like that that really do help you from uh, filling kind of your, yourself first. But whilst you're also juggling the mum stuff, it doesn't have to be uh, stressful things that you're <laughs> doing all the time. And it was just letting go of, I suppose, the stress that you carry around with some of these things, that thinking that it's going to be in the morning, that it's going to be a hard day, it's going to make it hard. But there's finding things that you can do that are actually simple and easy and fun for everyone kind of allows you to fill those different areas of your life without the overwhelm. And a, a kind of a quote that this coach had kind of come back to me and, I, uh, and said to use, which I use on a regular basis now, is thinking about what would future d do so what would the future you do so this person that you know you want to be in the future whatever that looks like what would they do in this situation and this week we were a bit poorly we had a bit of a kind of uh, family stomach bug going around and obviously one of those days fell on one of my what would be a work session day and so send a little guys uh, was fine so he went off to nursery i wasn't particularly feeling very well and part of me and the old me would definitely be like right, power through. I've got stuff on my to-do list. I need to get done today. It has to happen. But by asking myself that question, what would future D do? Because we're still in this kind of balancing act. I'm not the perfect person yet of this. And part of me still wanted to, you know, tick everything off that tick list because that feels quite satisfying. (laughs) But I've thought about it and thought, actually, the who I really want to be in the future version of me would not be concerned with those day-to-day tick list things that I had on my job schedule because I know that they can move. They're not urgent things for today. What's urgent for today is to look after myself and to rest and to get back in bed when I have no other responsibilities and just snooze or watch a bit of trash TV because it was raining outside, whatever it was, to just make me feel a little bit better and just take that rest time that I needed. Because actually, if I'd shown up and tried to work through that to-do list, I would not have got things done how I wanted to get them done because I was not in the right. I was feeling ill and I was never going to be able to bring the right energy to that project. There's real value in what you're saying in terms of rather than battling it through, it's like, no, I'm just going to give myself a break. My body is just letting me know that I really can't do anything. And besides, it's right. Like There have been times where I've just gone, I can't, I can't actually do anymore. I'm done and there's no point in pushing through because I'm not actually not going to get the result I'm looking for anyway in that I just need to go and rest or I need to go and have a walk or I need to focus on something else because I was very much like you I used to work day in day out day in day out so and then when Leo came along it wasn't possible anymore and it was a real slowing down yeah because at the end of the day this is all about joy and enjoyment and mm-hmm. and not about you know military schedules no. <laughs> and when you work for yourself, you can be flexible yes. for yourself and you should allow yourself to be. <laughs> yeah, kick yourself up the butt all the time. It's a bit yeah. of a nightmare. Yeah. 
So now that you've got a new one coming, I'm curious because, of course, you've been through a huge transformation with regards to your relationship to work and your relationship to just yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm curious about how that, that translates with your new one coming in. Well, well there was one thing I, I knew I was very aware of. So, yes, yeah, so with the second child coming, I was very conscious of um, losing myself again, perhaps, because of, that was something that I was, I hadn't really expected to happen in a way that it did the first time. And I really definitely wanted to make sure that that did not happen again with the second one. And I know that there's going to be huge changes and there's going to be huge shifts that I'm going to have to cope with on the way. So I wanted to make sure that I did a lot of me prep before the second one comes along. So the last few months, over the last six months or so, I've really kind of invested in connecting to myself and um, and really thinking about how I can heal any of the kind of little things, niggles that may have still been kind of bugging me. So things that have kind of popped up in the past, kind of confidence things that may shake when it comes to becoming a mum. You kind of, it brings up all of these little things that have been, that you think that you may have dealt with when you were kind of younger, but actually all of a sudden being in this kind of overwhelming experience of something completely new brings all of this stuff up. I'm sure I'm not alone in being the only person that felt that way, that all of a sudden things that you didn't, you know, you thought were gone and dusted with crept up and the littlest thing can kind of set you off on a in this emotional kind of turmoil in the first few months of having a baby because you are full of obviously hormones so I wanted to really pay attention to that and make sure that I worked on that before this um, second one comes along so that I'm in a really clear confident mindset position when the second one arrives that I know who I am I know how important that what's important to me from a me perspective, what's important to me from a business perspective and from a being a mum and a family and that I can kind of balance those areas. Yeah, that's really incredible work um, because it's literally like, right, I'm just going to work until the baby's born and then I'm going to have like a few you know, days off and then I'm going to go back to work again. <laughs> but you're really conscious about it actually and it's, really, it's a really beautiful process what you're sharing and I think it can be really, really useful for a lot of mums and women that may be mums to be that can really take that time out to reflect on this but what I love about what you're saying aside from all of that is it, it all comes back down to me if if that's not right then it's not going to function the best way it could do a bit like a, a non-oiled machine that kind of clunks about so important to understand who you are and what makes you you and you know from working together kind of through the branding process I'm very much about you know who can connected to who you are and bring in everything about who you and you and your personality into your business and your brand and I find it interesting that as much as I do that kind of from a job perspective I wasn't really necessarily doing it at that time for me in my personal life as opposed to my business and professional life, I'd had it kind of nailed there. I wasn't allow, I wasn't bringing that same kind of process and work that I do for other people in that role into my kind of family life and my personal life. And so focusing again on that and really reconnecting to, as I say, the pink things that make me, me, the little kind of quirks that are my personality and making sure that I don't lose those in that kind of transition of course things are going to change we grow personalities change and you develop and I was going to be picking up new traits as a mum and losing some of kind of my old stuff 
But knowing my core and knowing what really I'm passionate about and what makes me me was so important to kind of hold on to and keep that rooted somewhere inside you so you don't lose that sense of yourself. So now I totally get what you're saying and I think um, really comes back down to that very thing, which is me and and who you are and getting to know yourself and, and know what is right for you and what isn't right for you and what works for you and what doesn't work for you, um, as opposed to reading all the parenting books or for practical stuff, sure. But I remember, you know, just thinking to myself that for me to go out and, and, and read what other people are doing about their children or their babies would stop me from actually really listening to what's right for me and my son. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong way of doing it. Oh, it just, it just wasn't the right way for me. Um, and so what I'm hearing you say is that getting clear on what is right for you actually is the way in which we can create more space, create more time for ourselves, as well as those that we really care about. Yes, and I completely agree with the. I avoided all blogs or books or anything to do with um, parenting um, all, all the way through uh, with the fir- with his, well with it being pregnant now again and uh, with pregnancy the first time because something inside me just knew that that wasn't the right way for me. And as you say, it's not saying it's right or wrong. Some people like all of the information and to read all of that. But I knew that I would go into kind of a bit of overthinking um, and overwhelm on reading all of these opinions. And I just thought I knew that I would know what to do in the moment when it happened. And I just was trusting myself throughout all of that. Yeah, I, lo- I love the fact that you said trusting yourself, because I think there's something to be said for that, too, which is as women, we tend to doubt ourselves a lot. and the self-doubt is actually what gets in the way of us listening into our intuition and going and knowing that our intuition is always going to be guiding us to make the decision that we need to for ourselves. And I guess what you've been doing and what you did was to just create space so that you could listen and, and tune in and understand what was right for you and your family and how important that is to connect with that. Now, I remember not doing very much of that at the beginning, but then realizing actually, no, this is actually where the juice lies. Because if I'm more connected, more grounded, I'm actually able to know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, in what moment to do it. Because yeah, there's this, we're connected to our children. I mean, you know, they grew inside of us. So yeah. And it was even before Live Wells, before the whole becoming a mum, I was, I think I was blocking myself in so many ways of listening to myself because even coming down to such a silly little thing, which I kind of now I've worked through it and looking back makes me kind of laugh a little bit, but going out for dinner, say with a group of friends, I couldn't, I wouldn't even be able to make the choice of what I wanted to eat without first listening to what everybody else was going to order, which kind of sounds strange, isn't it? But (laughs) that was kind of like a level of, and I never, I didn't think that was weird at all. That was just how um, I approached things, but I just liked to know what everybody was ordering and somehow that would help me inform what my decision was going to be like. I needed to only choose something off the menu that fitted in with what everybody else was ordering, which is crazy. <laughs> so it was a way of, I was blocking kind of my own sense of who I was and trusting myself, even on that level, which is just crazy, isn't it? <laughs> well, I guess it is what it is. You know, at the time it made sense to you and suddenly it didn't. And now 
that doesn't make sense to you. And that's just how insight and shift internal shifts happen is that one day something makes sense and the next day it just totally does. And that behavior just, you're like, who was that person? So I hear that you give yourself permission to do lots of stuff outside of work, which is awesome. And often we don't, right? It's like what I've noticed of my clients anyway, that they they come to me and they're like, no, I can't because I don't have the time or no, I can't because some other reason, but that we're kind of looking for permission. Mm-hmm. And what I realized about permission was that, you know, as kids, we look to someone for permission to do something, right? So our parents, but when we become adults, we're still looking for someone to have permission yes. to do yeah. stuff. It, it's unconscious though. And so we don't, we don't give ourselves permission because we think that somehow if we did that, you know, that would mean we're being reckless or whatever, but yet we still are looking for someone to give us permission. So anyway, this, this part of the the podcast is when I, I like to ask, what are you giving yourself permission to do more of and why? Well, I'm, I'm forever now every day giving myself permission to be me, to just do whatever I feel. Um, and in that moment is the right thing for myself. And that isn't being selfish that's inclusive of you know my my thoughts towards my family and my friends and my you know my son but it comes back it all comes back to to me first because you have to give yourself permission to be unapologetically kind of you in everything that you do (laughs) so that to me uh, is showing up in kind of various different ways at the moment it's my relaxed as it were perhaps approach to you know being okay working t- uh, two half days a week that was that's so far removed from who I was a few short years ago um, the idea of that was just I couldn't possibly even think of but I'm giving myself permission to do that and go forward that is what I want my working life to to look like and there's no re- I don't see any reason why it, it can't be that way so I'm giving myself permission from a business perspective to grow my business um, on two half days a week or two days a week um, and then the rest of the time giving myself permission to to split that time between doing things that really fulfill me as a person um, fulfill me as a partner fulfill me as a mother and as a friend and exploring those things on a regular basis using this kind of as I said, my addiction to kind of a <laughs> Google spreadsheets because I do I do like a tracker tool like that to look at things. Uh, but you know, really just being mindful of, of fulfilling all of those areas that are important in my life and giving myself permission to fulfill each of those more prior to, without prioritizing one thing over the other. So without thinking that, you know, being a mum is more important than being me or my business is more important than being me. That's really funny because usually when I ask this question, only put what they, they usually the guests usually just have one thing. You're like, <laughs> hang on a second, everything. Oh, I'm, stuck with you. I love it. <laughs> I'm giving my position, myself permission to have everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm giving myself permission to do everything. Um, I love I love the fact that because of your journey that now you do. It's not just one thing. It's like whole abundant stuff of things. It's funny, right? Because we are the ones writing the rules we're the ones that are running the businesses we're the ones that are running the show but yet somehow we get lost in thinking that somehow we can't rewrite the rules because that's not what everybody else is doing or because we live in insecurity that if we did just work two days a week or whatever 
that the business would would go down. But what I'm hearing you say is, is you managed to find a way to bring in the income anyway and create an asset and give you the support you need so you can actually have the time with your kids. So it's not about not working per se. It's more about how can you use the technology that we have to create an asset that will allow you to support you as opposed to thinking, no, 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 this is the way I've set it up and this is where it has to be. Yes. Um, and what I'm hearing you say is, is that that's not the case. And in fact, you can rewrite the rules any way you want. Yeah. And I love that. I was having a conversation actually with a business friend of mine um, about that exact thing about um, that we're rule makers. We're not rule breakers or anything. We get to make the rules and you can make the rules and change the rules and remake the rules as many times as you like, whenever you want to, because it's your life, it's your business. It's up to you what those rules look like. If you don't like something, change it. (laughs) I'm very much of that kind of. Yeah. um, Yeah. yeah. It's not working just. But often we, we, we don't because we're so scared of like, changing it and what that would mean and um we have so much overthinking about it i love that when we're not rule breakers but we're rule makers it's beautiful i'd never seen it like that before yeah we're thinking there's so much kind of power in just that phrase itself it really kind of connected when we kind of came up with that when we were talking about it and that just kind of came through in the conversation we were having and it is it's like you're scared of change everyone's scared of change but the best thing about changing things you can change it back again if you want to if the change didn't work change again there's nothing really yeah. stopping you with that <laughs> and it's it's, it's crazy joy. yeah and we put all these boundaries around ourselves and, and things, but actually you, you don't have to. You can you can do what you want. And um, I've had that conversation has got me into trouble with people before who don't have a similar mindset in that sense because they can't see what I see. And that's okay. Everyone can, you know, has their own kind of perspective on things. But I really believe that if, if you don't love where you are right now in your life or what you're doing, if you don't have that joy of being, then... Um, it, you can't you have the power to change these things and it may be small changes it might not be massive changes it could just be a couple of little steps little tweaks today that you do but you do have the power to be able to change everything about who you are in your life and you just need to allow yourself and give yourself permission to explore what that really is for you and then make those changes yeah that's so true and thank you so much Dee for for being on the podcast here today if someone wants to get in contact with you um, and they need a designer. And by the way, <laughs> big shout out to, about Dee. She's an amazing designer. So if you're looking for a rebrand, if you're looking to set something up, she is definitely someone I would I would recommend. Thank you. So yeah, they want to connect with you. How can they do that? Uh, at the moment, the best way would be to uh, you know, visit my website. So by design.co.uk or um, through my Facebook page because I am probably connected to Facebook more than I probably should be, but I love <laughs> to stay in contact with people. Yeah. So those are kind of, you know, the best ways to just find out uh, what's going on and to say hi, reach out and connect. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Dee. It was awesome. And, uh, and for those of you that are listening in, until the next time, bye-bye for now. And there you have it. Another wonderful episode of The Joy of Being. If you loved what you heard here today and it's been helpful, why not subscribe or share the podcast with others? And if you're curious as to how you can experience more joy in your life and feel carefree, then I invite you to download your Joy Catalyst Scorecard 
at www.marinapearson.com slash scorecard, which will help you identify the joy gaps and what you can do to fill them. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at Marina Pearson or my Facebook group, The Joy of Being. So until next week's episode, remember, you are the joy you seek.